You are listening to the place where sports opinions collide. This is Dead in Sports. My name is Kenneth B. Inch. Uh, joining me on the line is BZ430B. What up? What up? What up? What up, though? What's good? Chilling. Uh, also on the line is FIFO. FIFO, what's good, man? What it do? What it do? Cool, cool, cool. Um, before we kick the show off, uh, I want to say uh, to everybody listening, please subscribe to the show, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, we got videos coming. Yeah, we got videos coming. So I'm starting to kind of think it through. Uh, it may be this show. I'll give you all a little bit more. Maybe this show simulcasted. Um, you know, live. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't. I can't say everything yet, but um, but we're working on it. Something's coming for sure. Um, also, subscribe to Dead and Hip Hop. We just released uh, two new reviews: Prime Two and Rock Marciano. Check those out. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, as always on YouTube, uh, Dead and Hip Hop, everything, and uh, you know the podcast family, man. Uh, Chris Platty, Strictly Hoop Talk, and then Strictly B Ball Talk. Uh, the Technical File Podcast with Manny, and of course, uh, the homie 12 Cow, the 12 po- Cow Podcast. And um, last but not least, there's the Mike Stallone Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe and check that out. Great episode coming tomorrow. I finished that one today, and uh, and I was cracking up, man. A, a, a great, hilarious show talking about Beyonce and guns. <laughs> Crazy. So, Yo, um, yeah. So, listening to your intro. It uh-huh. just made me realize how much stuff we do, and all we trying to do is even give the people more. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, you, you see yeah. how much we love y'all, man. That's right. Trying to give y'all more. That's right, man. Tell them people. To give y'all more, man. Tell them, man. Yeah, man. You know what, man? We be spoiling them, Ken. Yeah, really do. yeah. Hey, support support your boys, man. Patreon dot com slash Dead and Hip Hop. Uh, keep us going, man. Keep us going. Um, the national championship was last night. It wasn't uh, a close game, but it was definitely a exciting game, depending on who you rooted for. Um, filled with a couple of storylines that happened during the game and then one that took place after the game, um, which we'll cover um, afterwards. But um, overall, B, like, what were your thoughts? And we're going to talk about the men and we're going to, also discussed the women game uh, as well. Um, what are your thoughts on the game, man? Villanova and, and Michigan. Um, it was what I imagined. Um, I didn't. I didn't think that Michigan was going to come out so strong defensively, like within the first eight to ten minutes of the, of the game. Because the first eight ten minutes of the game, you was it was looking like okay, this is going to be a dog fight, a low scoring dog fight. Score high score was going to be probably fit in the fifties. But um, yeah, man, your boy. <laughs> Your fra- your favorite wigger, he he got off. <laughs> white ice, got, I call it white he ice. Off, he, he got off, man. In in, in that second half, uh, Dante Davenzio Davenzio um, went off for uh, thirty one points coming off the bench, man. For uh, five for seven behind the arc, six for ten free throw line, and ten out of fifteen um, overall, man. And he 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 filled it up. He filled it up. I, it, like I said, the first first uh, half, the first half of the first half. Um, you know, Wagner seemed like he was having his way uh, down low, you know, with some crafty moves, crafty footwear that he was showing. Um, Simpson was doing his thing. He sounded like he did, defensively, him and Matthews seemed like they was locked in at the guard position. Um, but it just, 
you know, once Villanova made the jumps and kind of calmed down, I think Villanova was a little nervous, a little bit. I don't know why. It seemed like they looked a little bit more nervous than Michigan did. But it, it's like once the nerves kind of, you know, rusted off of them and they kind of got going, it was a wrap. And then, like I said, on top of Dante starting to hit shots in that second, starting to drain in the second half. Like, and to be honest with you, once the game, once the second half, it got down to like about eight and a half to like, Five, wait, no, about six minutes. About six minutes left in the game. I was like, it's a wrap. Like at that point, I'm like, Michigan ain't even coming back. It's, it's done. They tried to fight a little bit and make it a little interesting, but you know, Villanova was just too strong for him, man. It was just, it was just too much, man. Too much size, too much, too much speed, and they, and really, Villanova only went six deep. Really, I mean, they really, they went six deep pretty much the entire game, which was uh, you know, sometimes that's that's pretty insane when you see a squad going. Six deep, opposed to like Michigan going seven, eight deep. But yeah, man, just too much Villanova, man. Just it was just too many, too much firepower, too many weapons, too many versatile guys out there playing. Um, you know, Mikael Bridges had a good, you know, besides uh, Dante, Mikael Bridges was the only other Villanova player in double in double figures. That just shows you the impact of what the rest of the players do. They was doing things that don't really show up on the stat book, you know, you know, in the game. So yeah, man, shout out to Villanova, man. Philadelphia, they having a good year right now, man. Championships got Philadelphia Eagles winning the championship, and you got Villanova, which is like like you know thirty minutes right outside of Philadelphia. So yeah, man, shout out to them, shout out to them Novas, man. They 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 did their thing, but you know, of course, as a Michigan State basketball fan, I'm like ha 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 ha. Like I'm happy that <laughs> Michigan didn't win because then I would have been having to hear all that from Michigan Wolverine. Uh, fans or whatever but then again of course call me the traitor i when it comes to football season i root for michigan wolverines i've been michigan wolverines football guy for since a child so but i'm just happy on the basketball side my my spartans got out early so i'm happy michigan didn't <laughs> didn't win it so as a spartan fan i couldn't bear to just root for wolverines to win so i'm just like go nova you know it's funny because somebody um i think i tweeted you last night um when the game was essentially over uh, or right. close to it, somebody was like, "Oh, Kenny, can you being you know petty?" And I'm like, "I didn't, I didn't even reply because I'm like, uh, no, nah, no, I'm not." Right. Like they thought I was taking a shot at you about you being from Michigan and you know Michigan losing. I'm like, "Nah." I, and and even I if you was, so what? You just that's you picking with me. <laughs> so yeah, what? I know. So, but yeah, but um, but anyway. Um, you know what? I I enjoyed the game, and I think Dante is is what made it enjoyable because, you know, obviously they were winning Michigan, twenty one fourteen, and you know it was just a matter of time before they had a chance to um, before they got back into the game. Like you said, I think it was just nerves, and um, and once Dante started draining them shots, you know they started to loosen up a little bit, and I think it was Brunson that kind of set it off because I think he had a tough shot or he got fouled or something like that, or maybe it was an and one. And, uh, you know, he just started yelling and, and, and cheering and kind of pulled the team together. And so he was trying to energize the team. And then they just started to, to roll from there. And, um, and, and that's when Michigan lost control of the game because coming out, like, Villanova don't have a lot of size like that. So Wagner could have got off, but they did a good job defensively, um, just crowding him and not giving him a lot of space and just, you know, getting low and just impacting his ability to, uh, be effective on the offensive end, and once he was neutralized, I mean that was it. Like everybody else, they couldn't make a shot, they couldn't shoot. Like the one thing Michigan was good for was their athleticism, and then you know they uh, they played you know good defense. But you know everybody was saying 
that the you know Villanova was essentially the Warriors of NC of, of college basketball as much as they can be the Warriors. They average eleven threes a game, and they're the top scoring offense in in college basketball this season. I didn't see. I didn't really watch a lot of Nova this year, and in the past, much like Bill Self, whose team just fell flat when they played Villanova, and Villanova was on freaking fire in that game. Um, you know, Jay Wright and Villanova has. I mean, they've had moments where you think they're going to win it, and then they don't. So, you know, it's is. I guess those days are over, considering the fact that they won two of the last three. But um, but Dante, man, I was just sitting there watching Dante just just pop those threes, and and I saw how how athletic he was and the blocks he got. Like he impacted the game on multiple levels, and um, and he was a stabilizing force for that team. But not only that, uh, Spellman Spellman got big blocks and and big dunks and huge rebounds. Uh, Bridges hit some big shots. So everybody really contributed to the game, but it was Dante's coming out party, white ice, and um and and he got off man and and I think it was the block that he had when he went straight up and then he got all ball, um in the second half. I think that's when I I text you. I was like, oh man, Grayson Allen got to move over, man. <laughs> I got a I got a new one. I got a new favorite uh white boy to like in the NBA. I mean in college basketball. So um. So, yeah, overall, just, I mean, it was a good game. I wish it was a little bit more competitive from Michigan. And when Bronson got in foul trouble, I thought that Michigan had a chance to make a run. But they just couldn't put together a string of stops and a, and a, and a string of baskets to get back in the game and put more pressure on Villanova um, to make it more of a tightly contested uh, ball game. But I think it just ended the way it needed to end it. Villanova just being dominant and, and, and you know, uh, doing what they've done all year, and that is be the best team in, in college basketball. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about while I was watching that was Dante was there, and they showed this during the game, when they won the national championship two years ago, he was in street clothes, and they showed him running off the bench. And – a lot of – there were other players they had on that team that were part of that unit too. And I was wondering when I was watching it, how much does that homegrown experience play into teams like Villanova that don't necessarily have the one and done, but they have basketball players. And I haven't done any research, but I wanted to just get your opinion on that. Like, do you think it's easier for teams that have freshmen – um during the year that they win a national championship for them to compete and play a little bit more composed in their second, third, or maybe fourth year uh, in, in, in college basketball? Like, do you think it's easier for them to turn it around and compete for a championship based on what you've seen over the years? Yeah. I mean, cause you know, and, and I mean, we've seen that even in years through college basketball where you see, uh, uh, um, you know, like a, a, like a Loyola Chicago or or Wichita in recent years, Wichita State and in, in, in Northern Iowa, like teams that that don't have one and dones that groom players from their freshman year, and then by the time they come junior and seniors, you got a starting lineup or or seven a front seven a starting lineup in like two three off the bench that are like juniors and seniors going against freshman guys 
you know, sometimes being battle tested, it does help. I mean, you know, I mean, we also seen freshman class make runs in the tournaments and possibly win championships. Hell, that 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 Kentucky Anthony Davis squad that was a a, a starting lineup full of like freshmen and a sophomore or whatever. So, I mean, you know, but it's just you know, I, I think sometimes when you see those schools, those one and done schools that always get those one and done guys lose or get upset, it's because a lot, of, like you said, a lot of these schools. They're battle tested because Villanova. To be honest with you, they they rarely get. They don't have a lot of one and done guys. Like I think that's mm. why these past four seasons, these past four years, Villanova has been going as far as they have, and they won two championships in the last three years because you get they've been grooming guys. You know, it's like you know, Coach Jay Wright has been able to groom his guy. That's why you know, and, and at one point, Tom Mizzle was the same way. Like he don't get the one and done guys. He groom his guys from freshmen, and then you look up. Nobody talk about Michigan State, and that's you know they in they in the Elite Eight, Final Four, you know, in, in in you know seven of the last eight years or something like that. Just to give an example. So yeah, I think sometimes having those three and four year guys, it definitely makes a difference because you got 21, 22 year olds going up against eighteen year olds. I mean, sometimes that can that can be a big difference in certain games when it comes to that to that pressure, man. When that when that pressure started to build up. Some of those guys, they don't know how to react, and, and some do. So, yeah, I think that does play a part when you have those, um, you know, the seniors on those teams because that, I mean, it just it just shows. Once the game gets tough, those guys, 22 years old, they know how they battle tested. They know how to get through it, you know. And like you said, they was a part of the championship. Some of those was a part of that championship squad that won two years ago when they were freshmen or sophomores, and now they're seniors, and they're like, oh, okay, this is, you know, we know what we got to do. We know what it takes, and we want to mm-hmm. get to that mountaintop again, so. Yeah, it definitely plays a role. It makes a difference. How much does that that count? You know, like if you're a freshman and you win the national title and you don't win it again the next year, and even if you get, you know, you play minimal minutes or you play eight minutes or so, like does that still count? You know, I know it counts, counts, but when you think about it, like. You mean like for the player that, that didn't get no clock or nothing like that? Well, probably not to- for him, but like, um, like a. a Graham, Graham, uh, I think it's Devontae Graham for Kansas. Like when Kansas won it, he was a freshman, and he played. Like he came in and and he scored, and they uh and he got got a national title, um, and he contributed to them winning. But here it is, three years later, he got to the Final Four, and the only championship he has is the one that they won as a freshman. But he wasn't like the guy. Now he, he wasn't was like, like the key figure. Yeah, I mean, and, and and I'm and I'm and people can probably test this too. Yeah, as like. If I'm playing, and you know, and and I'm like the end of, the, I'm like one of the the victory cigar guys or whatever, and we win a championship, yeah, that's good. But if I'm like that guy, like if I'm like one of the captains or like one of the guys that's one of the captains that's supposed to lead the team, and we get close and we don't get it, and I graduate next year, yeah, that that year, that junior senior year is gonna hurt much more than you know, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt more because I feel like the burden is on me. Back then, mm-hmm. I was just the, hey, the cigar guy, I'm playing behind a guy that's number three in the state, and I'm playing against another guy that's number six in the state. I mean, number, like, number 12 in the state or whatever. So, and I'm a, and I'm a sophomore, so a freshman. So, it's like, there's no way I'm going to get clocked. They're going to put me in whenever we blowing teams out. We get a championship. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I wasn't really a key factor because I was only playing, you know, five, Or you may be a role player. You may just be yeah. a role player, you know. Role player is a little different. Role player, I think you feel a little bit more value as a role player opposed to the cigar victory cigar guy, if that makes any sense. Because yeah, when you're yeah, a role, no, you. you know, I've I, I've been on teams before too where I'm like, okay, you, your your role is to go out here and lock this guy up. So for 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 eight minutes straight 
on this in this half and for seven minutes straight in the, in the second half you're gonna lock this your your assignment is to lock that guy up so if i'm if that's my role through the whole season and i'm and i'm part of locking up some of you know you know the the league's best as a yeah, freshman that's, i'm gonna feel like i'm a part of that like i'm okay. gonna feel like that's i'm a part of that one. and i'm just so, speaking from my playing basketball experience yeah so. yeah yeah, I've just I, I've kind of you know wondered that because I'm like, yeah, I know it it hurts that his career is done, but in the back of my you know I'm sitting there, I'm like, dog, you like got one, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, you have he, a national championship. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, he's probably like, yeah, but I was you know he I was to do just it as a, the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it, it's different when you do it as the man. It's like the same way with like for me, and I'm I'm going off the rails, but like I will put. Gary Payton getting the ring with Miami a little different than like if he would have won one with Seattle, because mm-hmm. like Gary Payton was the glove like it that was his you know that was his team and and Kemp like you know what I'm saying like he was that guy when he was with Miami he was more of like the you know backup for Wade play you know played well not really a cigar guy though but he he played key minutes but like yeah, I he feel had a like big shot that series yeah he did but I feel like. I mean, and I, I, I feel like he's happy he got one because at least he can retire and say he got one. But he got one, we all know, off of Dwayne Wade's back. Right. Like, yeah. you know, that was Dwayne Wade's series. That was that was all Dwayne Wade. And Shaq, I mean, and Shaq was like the sidekick. And Gary Payton and Alonzo and all them was just the, the role players. But if he would have got one in Seattle, oh, I, I guarantee you he would have been like, that one in Seattle against the 72 Bulls mean a lot more than the one I got in Miami. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely, you know, it's definitely levels to it, definitely. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Um, let's let's move on to the women's real quick. Uh, oh no, 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 no. Real quick, Dante. Uh, let's get back to Dante Davincio. Davincio. I, I was yeah. been practicing this all day. Um, Davincio. Uh, Davinzo. Davinzo. Because I think it's a Z. Um, anyway, white ice. Um. You know, obviously he was the sensation, the Twitter sensation last night. And the funny thing is I sent B a text, like, towards the end of the game because he, he did some move, man, and he got to the hoop. And I was like, man, I said, Dante play, play like like he play like he say nigga. <laughs> like he say nigga a lot. So, like he be around black folks. Well, unbeknownst to me, <laughs> uh, that turned out to be true. Now, um you know how they do, man. They dug into his tweets and they found him quoting a Meek Mill rap rap lyric, uh, which basically was was him tweeting out balling on these niggas like Derrick Rose, and he spelled it out. Um, of course, Twitter being what they are and the media being what they are, jumped all over it, and, which is ridiculous. I thought it was ridiculous. And Dude you know was what? like thirteen, fourteen years old, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still knew better. But I think that's when you get into this conversation that we've had, not on this show, but I believe either on Is the Mic, I think it was on Is the Mic still on about, you know, saying the N word in rap lyrics and whether or not yep. that's okay. Um, I can't remember what episode if I found they it pulled, out. They pulled that up and they pulled up. <laughs> you see the the booty getting my ass ate is a, is a life changing experience. Yeah, you yeah. that too. <laughs> I mean, like, I, young, he was like 14. Like, you know, if you do the math and look at yeah. the years that he tweeted that, yeah, he had to have been about 13, 14 years old when he tweeted those out. And it's like, you know, I put myself in that. In that, If I was 13 and 14 years old and I had an iPhone and access to the, to social media, man, I, stuff that they probably dig up on me, the stuff that I would be I would be tweeting out and saying, 
Oh yeah. So you know, I get it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not. It's like I'm kind of giving him a pass a little bit because it's like, dude, you young, you don't know any better. I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure we all he look back knew at stuff. better. Let's let, yeah. see. That's that's what. Let's just say he's well, yeah, young. I'm, I'm not saying he didn't know better. You're right. I'm not right. saying he didn't know better because at 13 and 14, I knew what was wrong and what was right. So you're right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. He knew better, but he's just young. He's young just and young. stupid. Young and, and stupid. Yep. Yeah. If 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 Twitter was around when I was growing up, I mean, right. you know, I was running around saying, uh, you know, uh, the f word and stuff like that that I. Right. I wouldn't right. really say it. Well, yeah, I wouldn't right. say it. You, you would look now. back at that and be like, I was young and stupid. You know, uh, you know, I'm nowhere near that type of person anymore. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, even though, you know, like it was different back then, like that word wasn't off limits to us as the way it is, where it is now. But, right. you know, and, and the N word has always been like off limits for non people of color. But, you know, one, it's a rap lyric. Two, he's young. And whether he know better or not, he's 14 or 13, he's in high school, and he's tweeting in a a place where he didn't think it would have an impact on him later on. So nobody really knew the dangers of social media. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, I I, I somewhat don't like about it because they they try to hold you accountable for those things. And sometimes they're taking a little bit out of context. But for me and you, you guys that have listened to this show, you guys know where I stand on 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 race relations. And I, I mean, I'm I'm like you. I'm giving him a pass. Like it didn't really, like, I don't know. I I wasn't outraged by it. It didn't affect me. Like I'm like I'm like, come on, y'all. Like let this man have his night. Let this man live. He just put up 31 in the national championship game, and. And he wants to live. Now the man has to delete his Twitter account. Villanova has to put out a statement. And you know what? If I was them, I just would have. Like, he hasn't tweeted since 2016. So just let that man live, man. Um, So, yeah. But, nah, I was – I understood. And I think the bigger conversation is is the N-word in rap and whether or not – that's okay to say by non-people of color because there was another team, an all-white team, all-white female team. I think they played lacrosse or something like that, and they got caught saying the N-word, and there was a little bit of a conversation around that. So, and But it was rap lyrics. So what do you do? So anyway, but, yeah, I just wanted to kind of um, have that, that conversation, bring that up because I, I just thought it was funny that I sent you that text uh, jokingly uh, somewhere. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> man, that was crazy, dude. I was dying laughing. I'm like, man, Ken Carter, you like, see, what did I text you, B? You see what I texted you last night? <laughs> like, oh my god, man. So anyway, uh, there was conversations around women's uh, basketball, the women's Final Four, and a lot of people saying that that was uh, a lot better than the men's uh, Final Four. I don't really want to get into that debate. You can comment on that if you want to, B, but. Man, I, I think this is really all about Arike Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. Arike Ogunbowale. I want to. I want to do the sister right. Um, got a mama mentality on, man. Uh, she knocked off the undefeated UConn. They were up what four points, I think. Yep. In that game, and and, and blew the lead, and and they ended up ended up winning in in uh, overtime, and she hit that that game winner, man, and then. She turned around and did it again uh, against 
the Mississippi State Bulldogs, which it kind of sucked for them. They had a 15-point lead uh, in that game. They were up big in halftime and ended up losing that game off of a, a buzzer beater uh, again, and it's really all about her. Um, now they were saying there was a missed call. The ref swallowed their whistle, and um, and they shouldn't have won that game, but it don't matter. Uh, Uncle Bowali, man, she was the truth, and this was her year. And she got Kobe tweeting her, B. Yeah, I know Kobe that, tweeting that, man, that was That was crazy. That was crazy right there. I did, I did not see that one coming like, damn. Kobe out here tweeting, tweeting her, like, especially, you know, at, at her having in the final four, mm-hmm. the two most important games of the season, you step up and hit big shots in both of those games, knocking off the undefeated UConn and then the championship game. That, that, that That's insane. Like, talk about, talk about a final four experience that you're never going to forget. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, ah, yeah, it, it was crazy. Both of those games was nuts in it. In, those final four games that they played in was nuts, and and, and I feel bad because Mississippi State had a chance to win it because yeah. old girl shot the ball and the, and then the girl got the rebound and had a chance to tip it back in and it and it rolled right on out. I was because that if she would have made that, they would have won the game. Instead, they went in overtime, and I was like, oh man, like I know I feel bad for her, especially after old girl after she uh what's her uh, ah that's a get her last name Arike. Arike. she hit the, yeah yeah, the buzzer beater. I was like, man, I know they gonna, I know they gonna, I know she gonna wish she had that layup, that tip in back a million times. But yeah, man, it was some good. And I love the fact that they showed the announcers like it was a camera on them on Rebecca Lobo. I can't remember the girl in the middle, and then the guy. And like you see him going crazy. The girl in the middle just got this stone face, and all you see is her <laughs> eyes gleam up. And then Rebecca Lobo just like pushing her, pushing herself away from the chair. Like, oh my god, I can't believe what I'm watching. Like. It was so funny how they showed their reactions to both of those games, man. I, I thought that was thought that was a good one, but yeah, man, both games was exciting, man. Like you know, okay, I guess people are saying that it was more exciting to men because you had two games, you know, go like to the come down to the final shot, and and the person hit yeah. a buzzer beater twice. So it's just like, damn, what craziness, you know? You, we had that during the men's tournament throughout the tournament, but like. Final fours wasn't like that, like you know. So I can see why people would make that argument, but you know, it was some entertaining games. I mean, I, you know, that, that women's college basketball, man, them girls be playing their damn hearts out. <laughs> they be playing their damn hearts out, man. They do. They be playing their hearts out. So I, I, I can definitely give them credit for that because they, they left, they definitely leave it out on the court, and and they can't do no do but but respect that. Yeah, I, I just, I just hate it for Mississippi State. Like you, you beat UConn. You end UConn's uh, winning streak, and then you lose the national championship. And here you are back in it again. You mm-hmm. up big and – Had a chance to win it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. That hurts. And, yeah, and it, it, just, it just really, really sucks for them, man, um, to, uh, to just come up, come up short. Like, like, like you said, they'll never, ever forget a loss like that where they uh, pretty much dominated the game. But – you know, it, sometimes, man, it's just it's just not – I mean, I hate to say it. It sounds cliche, but it's true. It just seemed like this was just Notre Dame's year. I mean, considering the improbable wins that they've had, um, you know, this this year. So, But here's what uh, Kobe said to her after the first game. Uh, Big time shot, Arike. We are UConn family, but we love seeing great players making great plays. I know my little sis, Jewel, is ha- – okay, let's congratulate Notre Dame. Uh, she tweeted back, "Wow, my life is complete. The goat, 
which I find I, I love. I, I, it's something about the the young generation looking at Kobe as the goat is is fascinating to me. Um, and uh, now nah, it's complete by finishing the job on Sunday. See, that's the one. That's the tweet where he was like, "Nah, you're not done. Like, go right. further." And he has to have that mama mentality. And then after she did it, of course, he twi- he tweeted, "Wow." Uh, hashtag life complete hashtag mama mentality and um and that was when she hit the game winner yeah yeah man crazy man kobe isn't talked about with the reverence that in, in in the media with the reverence that i think a lot of people like the millennials and and have for him uh it's all about jordan and lebron um, and it's like Kobe's the forgotten assassin. It's just really interesting to me. But all the young G, young folks, man, like Kobe, nah, that mama mentality, you know, blah blah blah. So I, I, I find that interesting. I'm. I mean, really even young players, even even yeah. you know, even some players is in the game. They they look up they they look up to Kobe. They be like, nah, man, Kobe, Kobe is that killer, like Kobe. <laughs> Which I, I have an interesting question, but uh, I, I'll let me write that down. and We'll come back to that in a second. Um, breaking news happened today. Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit, at least B did. But um, the fight, man, the the fight was canceled. Um, B, you want to go ahead and give the people the four one one on on what went down with that? Yeah, uh, you know, earlier Canelo Alvarez uh, got tested positive, and I can't pronounce this particular, uh, I guess, steroid that they that they found in which he blamed that it was from tainted meat in Mexico, of him eating some type of meat in Mexico. That's how it got in his body. And I think I think he had went up for, like, I guess for the boxing committee today, and I think that's when they decided, that's when he pulled out and said he's not going to fight um, the fight, which was like, that's a lot of money being lost for Canelo Everest. And that's a bad, and I tweeted this earlier, that's a bad look for Golden Boy Promotions, man. Like, you know, because that's their guy. Like, that's their... That's their flagship like boxer right now. Like that's their that's their money maker. That's their pay per view guy. That's the guy that's bringing in the most dollars. You know, most of the other fighters that they have is just kind of like up and coming. You know, guys. But Canelo Alvarez is like they Mayweather. Like that's their cash cow. And for this to happen to him, and you know, like I said, bad look for Golden Boy Promotions. And now it's like, what's going to happen now? Is are they going to find someone to sub in and still fight Triple G? Is Triple G? What's Triple G? What's their plans on their side? Are they still trying to fight? Are they still trying to, you know, maybe hold off and look for a, a more quality, a better quality opponent? I don't know, man. But this, when I saw that breaking news today, I said, man, talk about because I, I thought it was gonna probably still go eventually. Because, you know, Triple G was like, okay, I still fight. Like, I mean, let's go. Like, whatever. You got tested. You know, go see if you can get it cleaned out the system or whatever. Whatever. You said it was bad meat. Cool. Let's 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 still fight. Triple G don't care. Triple G just still want to fight. Um, but now this is like, you know, what what their camp is gonna do, and what's what's gonna happen with Canelo Alvarez, you know, it coming, you know, in the future fights. Like, this is going, this is gonna definitely put a stain on his leg- legacy right now, unless he can show improve in in these in his next fights. If he if he does decide to fight this year, because you know I, I feel bad for Triple G up here doing all this training, and you know, now you don't got nobody to fight, and you you've been training for the past you know month or two, two or possibly three months. Depending on how how strict your training regimen is, but yeah, man, I, I I was like, wow, that that's that's a it's a bad look for boxing too, because of course now with you know everyone saying 
you know, yeah, you, you MMA is, is, is just taking over boxing and, you know, boxing ain't this, boxing ain't that. Then you got guys testing positive for, you know, for steroids or whatever. Yeah, it's a bad look. It's not a good look for boxing. You know, if anything, you're supposed to help the sport. Not like harming like this. You're you already boxing is already getting a stain on them with, with referees and how these referees, not referees, but how these judges, you know, judge some of these fights when when it comes to the decision. You got fans like myself and everybody like, what the hell? What fight was you looking at for you to judge that? So just a bad look overall for boxing, man. We need some we need some key fights and some key stuff to help forget about this. But bad look for for Golden Boy. Very. Do you bad think look. he? Do you think he should have canceled the match? Um, no, I, I mean, if he really fit, this is my thing. If you really feel what you had was tainted meat, or you know, from eating meat or whatever, you can get that out of your system and, and move forward. I would say, why, why, why not? Why cancel the fight? Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, so in my mind, either something in 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 under, you know, deep down below that we behind the scenes that we don't know about, that's something fishy going on from the Golden Boy side, or. I don't know, man, because I think if, if it was just me, go ahead and make the fight still happen, man. Make that money. That's a lot of money to be made that you that now Canelo is missing out on. You you're not you're not getting that money. So I think I think he shouldn't have canceled it, man. Him him canceling this, them Golden Boy Promotions canceling this, it just shows me that it might be something else that's in the smoke that we haven't seen in the fire yet. Mm. Um, yeah, they're saying uh, Triple G is going to fight, uh, expected to fight a replacement uh, okay. for Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, man, because, man, when, you, when you're training, man, that that, that that training, boxing, boxers, man, and MMA fighters, just, just training in general just for a fight, that's no joke. You put your body through a lot. Make Put your body through a lot of changes so you can make weight. Put your body through a lot just so you can, you know, be prepared for a fight. So this is yeah. So I, I, yeah, I would I would expect for him to have a replacement fighter. I, who I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they can find someone of quality that can. I wouldn't mind him giving Danny J- Daniel Jacobs a rematch because to me he fought him the best. He fought Triple G the best to me. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind seeing a Triple G Daniel Jacobs uh, rematch. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. That that news broke everywhere, and uh, you know, it's it's been suspected that that was going to happen, and. Uh, Yep. And it did so. Um, so yeah. So anyway, um, moving on. Let's let's jump to um, basketball. Uh, the Cavs and the Raptors played tonight, and the Cavs beat them again. Um, that's nine, eight of nine, I think, that the Cavs have won. Um, and. <sighs> If you're the Raptors, like they pretty much dominated. It looked like they just had control of this game. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but it looks like they had control of this game. Um, so the score w- wasn't probably as close as it looks now. Uh, they won 112 to 106. Um, so the Raptors, uh, are in a bit of a funk. And, uh, Sunday, the Spurs spanked the Rockets. And <laughs> the funny thing is, I know we've been going back and forth, you know, about whether or not Toronto is legit or the Rockets are legit. And then all of a sudden this happened. And I just kept saying to myself, well, it looks like the Raptors and the Rockets are in playoff form. So the question is, with the performances that we've seen, should we be concerned about the Raptors and, and the Rockets heading into the playoffs? What do you think, FIFA? Man, you already know how I feel about these damn Rockets. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and DeMar, the, 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 the frauding. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, man, and, and you know what? I, I don't want to throw I don't want to throw no shade his way because he is what he is. He's an all-star. He's the second best player on the championship team. Kyle Lowry's the third best. They don't have that superstar. So I don't believe him in the playoffs. I never have believed them in the playoffs, man. Like, like if y'all listen, y'all already know how I feel about the, about that squad. They nice, but in the playoffs, they unravel and they don't have that 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 thread. Like they they don't they don't have that foundation. And and I, I just I don't like how they're built. I just I just don't. I to me I I would have I would have been blown it up. Give me these draft picks, man. You you see all these young kids coming out. These these boys is ready to ball. You can get a king's ransom for somebody like uh, Demar Derozan. People people gonna move mountains to try to get him right now. If you're a playoff team. You know, so sometimes I think you hold on too long. Um, you know, they're trying to play in this championship window, but I, after this season, they, they they need to look elsewhere. Because it, I'm telling you, if you continue to bring this squad, you're not going to do anything. But um, nah, man, I, I'm definitely worried for them because they've never performed in the playoffs. The Rockets, I'm not as worried. Um, I think that they. I think they wanted to prove that they're the best team by getting the best record in the NBA, and they've earned it. They've beaten a lot of top-quality opponents. I believe they've, they've beaten Golden State this year as well. Um, so so James Harden is, is obviously an MVP candidate. So I'm, I'm not worried about them. Uh, I'm not worried about the Rockets. I'm more so worried about Toronto if we're talking just about those two teams. Um, and also, uh, I know, Ken, you mentioned – uh, Rockets just losing to the Spurs. I agree with FIFO. I mean, I know we we both question is Toronto and Rockets playoff ready because we know what we've seen in the past. To, I definitely don't believe in the Raptors. I think this is going to be the same story with the Raptors. They might have a chance that they might end up losing that one seed if they if they lose some a couple of more key games. I think we only got like about maybe six seven more games left in the regular season. But um, uh, Rockets lost. They they've been on a roll. This is like they, this is like their first L in 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 a long time. And the last time they played the Spurs, March twelfth, they were uh, fully healthy and they beat them one hundred nine ninety three. Spurs beat them, of course. Rockets didn't have uh, Nene or Chris Paul, so that kind of plays a little bit of factor, I think, of why the Spurs beat them. But other than that, Rockets been they've been on a roll, man. They've been I, I think they they did not lose a game in the month of March. Um, maybe one game. I think they lost one game in the month of March. That was it. So they've been on the road, man. They 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 definitely been on the road. So the Spurs lost. Mm, could be a little bit of fatigue. They was coming off of, off of you know not a real back to back because they played Friday and then they played that Sunday on the first. But you know just Greg Pop making some adjustments. Hey, they don't got CP3. We're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna put in work. They blowing out the Rizzers right now though, beating them ninety five seventy two. So Rockets look all right to me. Um, it, it's gonna be interesting. I think I'm just really interested to see. What's gonna happen? You know, pretty much when once we get this Western Conference Final matchup between them and Golden State, I'm still I'm still predicting that I'm still going with that as the Western Conference Finals matchup. But um, Toronto, man, I, I think it's just gonna be the same story, man. They either gonna be either Conference Finals, depending on where they see that, either Eastern Conference Final L, or they might not even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They might be second round in L. So I just don't trust them, man. I just do not trust. I don't know how you trust Toronto, Ken. I do not trust Toronto, man, going into this playoffs. I really don't. I just, I, I just don't. Yeah, I, I did. Trust they might Toronto. see Philly in the second round, and then they see Philly in the second round. You can forget it. You think Philly got a shot? I think they got a shot. Yeah, with the with the Toronto Raptors that we've been seeing in playoff form, I think Philadelphia got got a chance, man. The boys young, they hungry. 
you know, it might it might be that round where they take that lump that people that me and people he's always say that you got to take that that bruise that beating or whatever. But I don't know, man. The way Toronto been playing, you know, Ben Simmons might he might he gonna have his way. Uh, you know, I don't know. I you don't know, know what, man? Chris Bouchard said something the other day, and 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 I one hundred percent agree. I always say it when you when you look at a series, right? You got to look at all of the best players yep. and which squad has the best players. The two best players against. Um, if you had to pick two out of the, 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 the Toronto Raptors roster and Philly's roster, the top two are in Philly. To me, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are leaps and bounds ahead of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry right now. Wow. Right now. I'll take both of those guys over those other two guys right now. And on talent alone, look, look I'm going to tell you like this, man. I bet From day one I saw Embiid, I, I've been trying to tell everybody he the truth. Physically, I always say you have to be able to impact the game. That's the reason why little guys cannot win a championship by themselves or be the like 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 the 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 bona fide number one option. It's extremely difficult because physically you can't impact the game. But a guy like Joel Embiid, seven two, Hakeem moves, three point shot, handle, vision, blocks, athleticism. We've seen what he can do, and he still ha- he's still scratching the surface. This is his first full healthy season. And we know, because B, B knows, B done seen it, even at our advanced age, we still have throwback moments. I've seen B, like, not be, be, be unstoppable. I've been unstoppable recently, even with my belly and all of that. So imagine Joel and <laughs> B right now, and you know he wants it. He wants to prove to it. So if he just, in a series, goes nuts... Tell me what team in the East has anything to stop this guy? Because Hassan can't do it. He he he, he demolished Cat. He demolishes every big man in the NBA. And now we're talking about the East. If Joel Embiid takes his game to another level, that proverbial level that you got to get to in the playoffs, I, hey, they're scary, man. They're scary. And honestly, I don't think Toronto has enough. To compete with the Sixers. Um, yep. Well, while we on it, then that that's that's actually something I wanted to talk about. Um, so uh, before I get into that, you know, uh, like I said, I had the thought because I just noticed that they just, they you know this is Toronto's second loss in a row. The Rockets have, even though they've won games, they they struggle with certain teams. Dan Tony even called them out. Um, like B said, they're back in form now, and I think they took the message uh, um, seriously that he was saying. And I like the fact that he's prioritizing getting back into a rhythm instead of resting. I think that's uh, that's going to be key for them. But I said something on Twitter the last time the the Heat, I mean the Cavs, beat the Raptors, and I said that LeBron and the Cavs sent the message to the East. It was a shot across the bow, and. You know, people are like, oh, man, slow down. Oh, you know, it's just one game, this, that. I'm like, nah, nah. Considering everything that this team has been through um, with the injuries, the up-and-down season, when you're heading into the playoffs and you're facing a team that's leading the division, that's starting to get recognized for that, when, when LeBron knows that he has to put doubt in their minds. And after that game... There was doubt in Toronto, in the Toronto Raptors' mind. Just go look at the interviews afterwards. And that's all you need to know. Um, so, yeah, so I, 
like I said, I, I think they're rallying in the form. The other team that seemed to be gaining momentum are the Celtics. Uh, interestingly enough, that came after I tried to throw shade on them. So uh, we'll, we'll let that go, and they're in a battle with Milwaukee right now. Uh, Milwaukee's up 86-71. Uh, so we'll, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about talk mess about the Celtics uh, anymore. But um, but back to the Sixers. So we already know that at least everybody on this show. But Embiid was lost to orbital fracture. Uh, folks, man, just making the wrong kind of uh, <laughs> news. Uh, his his rookie season knocking out Embiid uh, for what some projected was going to be the first round of the playoffs. But they're thinking he could play with pain. Um, since he's been gone, though, Ben Simmons has taken his game to what seems like another level. Um, so it seems like Ben Simmons is rising to the occasion. So that's why I thought what you guys were saying about them possibly beating the Raptors, I think with the experience that Ben is is gaining being now like, you know, like he was the man, but now he's like the man, the man. Um I think it's a possibility. I, I really do like their chances. Um, and they're playing for something. They're in a battle with the 76ers, I mean, with the Cavs to get that third seed. So let me ask you guys this. I mean, people have been throwing it out there. Cavs, 76ers, man. Like, who you taking? Who you taking? If, if it happens, it can happen. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking I'm Cavs. Say- I'm, I, you know, I still can't. I can't. I can't bet up against LeBron, man. If you talking about they they match up in the first round or just period? Just uh, I, I think well, there's a path the first for them round. to play, right? No, if if they match up, it's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And and, and 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 here's the thing, B. I, I agree with you. I, I can't I can't go against the King right now because yeah. the King made the finals ten straight years by his damn self. So you know I'm not going to bet against that. But here's the thing: I reserve the right to see. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm for real. I, I reserve the right to see the level Joel Embiid plays at because if he if he plays Shaq level, I think they could beat the Cavs in the seven the game series. They ain't got nothing for Joel, bro. And they can slow they can nah. slow down the pace. They they can slow down the pace. They they could play because look look at all of Braun's playoff series uh, and wins I, outside of like the the last year Golden State uh, Finals. They, they don't play that quick. They take a lot of threes, but they don't play that quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron, he, he really dominates the ball even more so in the playoffs. They, they, they're not going to play fast. So I think that that's actually advantage Philly. Because here's the – you going to put Kevin Love on this guy? Even Tristan? Come on, man. They don't have anybody for him. Hmm. Yeah, there was a game I was watching where Larry Nance – I think it was a Lakers game where they just they just uh, Randolph destroyed Larry Nance and every big man they had. That's Julius Randolph. Yeah, <laughs> Embiid, a healthy Embiid. At, at by the time they get to, because we're just taking your scenario. B, they meet the Raptors. They beat the Raptors. So you said you think they can beat the Raptors. They'll see Cleveland in, in the conference finals. I, I think. I think they. I think when I look at the the, the matchups, I like the Sixers' chances too. They just don't have the experience, but yep. you, they have talent. They got they got a, a hell of an advantage at at the five spot. Ben Simmons is a problem all his own. 
Sarit can play. Reddick can shoot. Folks, I don't know, B. Think about it. No, I can't. I, I, <laughs> this this playoff LeBron, man, especially the way he's been playing this year. I, 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 no, nah, not. An I don't see him. Lo- I don't see him losing team. to the. I don't see him losing to the rookie Ben Simmons, man. I, that that that. Wow, that'd be a hell of an accomplishment for Ben Simmons to pull off if he can, if he can, if he can knock off the chance of LeBron playing in his eighth straight uh, NBA Finals. Jordan Clarkson. Rodney Hood, who has playoff experience. Larry Nance, never been there. With the I think Brian, high. I think Brian will get the troops ready, man. I think he gonna get them ready. I, I can't, I can't just not, just not believe in Brian like just now. But, I mean, I see players. what y'all saying, but I just no. Nah, I think, I think that'll be that'll be that. Hey, FIFO, that'll be like that seven game series hurt and loss that that Sixers have suffered. I don't oh, know, yeah, man. But, but but it'll I be needed though. But it hey, but FIFO, it'll be needed. It it'll fuel them. They oh, they meet up Cavs in the, in, the, in the Eastern Finals, go I fight think- a hard seven game series and lose, and that'll be like that heart that heartbreak that they that they suffer, and then yep. they, that'll get them motivated. And I put it to you like this, B: If that happens next year, Philly's fin- finishing number I- one. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah, saying. They're, they're going to be the best team in the East next That's year. That's what's going to happen. If they yep. meet, if they meet if they LeBron move. in the East Finals, yep. it's going to go seven games. LeBron's going to heartbreak them. And then next year, we're going to be like Philly. By the, Philly, Watch out, Philly. Like, yep. like Philly's going to be a team to beat. In the so East. it's a changing of the guard. It, it, it's yep. going to happen next yep. year. It's going to be year. It's gonna be exactly what, what happened with the Pistons when we finally got over Boston. It was just like when we barely lost. You know, when we barely lost to the Lakers in the finals in 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 '88, next year it was like we're winning. Like it wasn't even no in it wasn't even no denial that we was gonna lose that year. You know, let alone I didn't think we was gonna repeat. But the fact that we repeated, but yeah, like I think that's what happened. If, if Sixers fight this out to to uh, Game Seven, they gonna come back next year like we got this. Like yeah, better than Boston, better than the Raptors. Yep. Number one team in the in the East. Yeah, yeah, because cause, cause here's the thing, man. Not since Magic we've seen a six ten point guard, and, and Ben he don't have he don't have the passing ability of, of Magic. He he's a great passer, don't get me wrong, but he ain't Magic. But he's more athletic than Magic. That's a problem, man. And if you got a more athletic, bigger version of a team with 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 a, with a, with a, with a three. Oh man, come on! Hey man, look, I, I don't know how you beat that. I, I just I don't I don't know how you beat that, you know. And then they'll have um, another another off season, you know. Obviously, right. JJ Redick is coming off the books, which was a twenty million dollar contract. You still have cap space because you're only paying Robert Covington and um, uh, and Embiid now. You know what I'm saying? Ben is still on a rookie deal. Fultz is still on a rookie deal. So the core of your squad, you're not even really paying them right now, you know. So so they can have free agents right now, you know. If if, if I'm a Paul George, if, if if I'm one of these guys, I gotta look at Philly like a real viable destination to win some chips. I'm not talking about just one because here's the thing too: people aren't talking about the inevitable with Golden State. They cannot afford all of those guys. There's going to be players that are either going to have to be traded or they're just going to walk. They can't afford all of those guys. They, they just simply can't unless they're going to play all this luxury tax. 
But at the end of the day, Ken, you said it best. It Philly is the changing of the guard. And <laughs> no pun intended, we are also in the midst of, I think, the wave of the next generation big man. I think we've transitioned away from the point guards. The point guards had their era. They had their run. But right now, I think we're witnessing the 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 the, the manifestation of the KGs and the Dirk Nowitzkis of the world. Mm-hmm. We see AD. We got DeMarcus. Look at Joel. Look at Chris Stapps. Look at uh, um, Cat. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like we're starting to see a whole bunch of them come in, and 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 it ain't stopping. It ain't stopping. This, this next draft class is ridiculous. We see DeAndre Ayton. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 the big man is back. I've been trying to tell y'all. I've been trying to tell y'all the big man is back. And basketball, they're still going to shoot threes. They're still going to do all of that. But it's just a different version now, man. And I think that we got to respect these bigs the same way we respect the the back-to-the-basket physical bigs. Because I know I went on a rant um, when B sent me that thing on Twitter. And right now, man, basketball isn't as physical as it once was, but it's way more skillful. Way more skillful right now. And these bigs, they, they they have tremendous skill, man. Yeah, and if you can if you can be like Cat, who had a fifty six point game, uh, I think last week, uh shout out to him. Um and and then B that can score in and out, like what are you gonna do with that? Because now you have the best of both worlds. And and I'm with you. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think we probably like KG and and Dirk, good prototypes. And then we got um, KG Dirk. Shit, who is the guy? Who just on the, don't forget about the, Malone. Yeah, Malone. Malone, Malone yep. was, was 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 started to change of, of the power forward. Um, who else? Who I guess Tim Duncan, the greatest powerful, but he was you know more traditional. But his game eventually got out to about fifteen to twenty feet, you know. So, you know, it, it's it's look at the end of the day, I I just think that Embiid is by far and it ain't even close to the best big man in the NBA. And I think that if again if he hits that proverbial next step, next level in the playoffs, I just I don't know who's gonna stop him. You think Embiid's better than Cat? Yeah, I, I think he could be better than Cat. I think he is better than Cat right now. I, I think he's a, a bit more athletic. Um, from what I've watched, I think Joel gets more um, chase down blocks than Cat does. Joel is a better rim protector than Cat is. Um, I think offensively, they're, they're both just naturally gifted. So I, I think they cancel each other out. But the separation is defense. Joel Embiid is a superior defender to Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, he is, but I, I th- man, I don't know. I don't know. Towns is Towns is nice, like, and I think their games are similar but different. Like they both can hit the outside. Yeah, he, you know, Embiid is is definitely a little bit. I think he can handle the ball a lot better from what I've seen, um, and looks a bit more athletic and plays better defense, but. Uh, just okay. Just mm. let's just think back to the basket power. Joel and B got him there, right? I think they cancel each other out with footwork and touch around the rim. Um, they they both have fadeaways. 
from the post. They both got mid-range shots. I would say Cat is a better three-point shooter than Joel right now. I think Cat has better coast-to-coast ball-handling ability than Joel. But I think that in the half-court set, they both have tremendous ball handling, ball handling ability. But, and then again, just on defense, that's what separates Embiid from Cat. That's why I have to say Cat. I mean, Embiid is a better overall player right now. Now they're very similar, like you said, similar but different. But if I look, if I start checking things off on the list, Joel takes more things off of me. So that's why he's a better player. Yeah, and and, and just going through it in my head, Embiid seems like he has more moves than than Cat does. Um, yeah. So, but I don't. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's, it's going to be great watching their career. Um, so anyway, uh, moving on, the, the, the Thunder are, are battling Golden State right now, Golden State without Curry. And uh, right now it's 84-81, uh, Golden State, they're, they're up. But uh, the, the story here is really in, in the fight for the playoffs. And most teams right now have five to six games left. And in the West, um, the East is pretty much wrapped up. Like the Detroit Pistons, for all intents and purposes, they shouldn't get in, even though they won five straight. Like the Bucks would have to have a, a collapse. Like the yeah, they would have to win all their games, and the Bucks would have to just go on a yeah. Bucks massive, and Miami have to like lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami is in. Miami got in tonight. So they did? yeah, yeah, they got in tonight. Okay. So, um, so yeah, it's just the Bucks left. So, but that one's over. But the West, the West is where it's at. Uh, right now, the Spurs are the fourth seed with 45 wins. Uh, the LA Clippers are out of the playoffs in, in the 10th spot with 41 wins. So just four games separate the 10th seed and the fourth seed. And from the fourth to the eighth seed, um, the Nuggets and the Clippers are on the outside looking in. Um, and depending on what happened down the stretch, they could get in. So I'm going to ask you guys, the Pelicans have lost four straight. They're going in the wrong direction. Minnesota lost one. Um, the Nuggets won two and the Clippers have lost two. Uh, and they're on the outside. So, um, those last two spots are up for grabs. Who do you guys think get in? Uh, B, who you got? You, th- you think the, it's gonna the, stay the way it is? So let me let me give you. Uh, so we already know Portland's in. Portland's the three seed, and we already know one and two. San Antonio is the fourth seed, forty five and thirty two. Um, I just do wins. OKC forty five wins. They're playing. Okay, uh, go to state tonight. They may lose that. Utah forty four. Timberwolves forty four. Pelicans forty three, Nuggets forty two wins, and Clippers forty one. Um, I think it might stay that way, man. I, I think I think New Orleans might end up sticking with that AC. I think Minnesota gonna stay at seven. Utah, or you know what, Utah might flip flop with Minnesota. Utah might get down to seven C, and Minnesota might bump up to six. But I Do think everything have- else. Might- do you um, give the Clippers or the Nuggets a shot at getting in? Uh, let me look and see what's Denver's remaining schedule. 
Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the. So they, oh, they so, got Timberwolves on the. They got Timberwolves on the fifth. That's gonna be a good mm-hmm. one. Um, and the Clippers. Wow, they got Timberwolves, Clippers, Trailblazers, and Timberwolves again. Uh, oh, that's gonna be some. I might have to watch a couple of these games. That's gonna be pretty intense because all those teams are they they gonna be fighting for their playoff lives. So. So um, the the Pelicans, they get what should be two wins. They get Memphis and Phoenix next. And then they finish the year with Golden State, the Clippers, and San Antonio. Hmm. That's the Pelicans. They've lost four straight. Right. Anthony Davis. Hey, that's they y'all man. Like what, two and three the last five games? They can go two and three. They can go two and three. And that'll put them at 37, 37 losses, so 44 and 37. So, yeah, they um, they need to go – they need to do that, and they need Minnesota and Denver to kind of like, I guess, I guess help. New Orleans is going to need help maybe for Minnesota to kind of like knock out, you know, keep Denver straight Denver. from that AFC. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I still – I think New Orleans will get in, man. I, I think, you know, he's not the unibrow no more. Uh, he shaved the unibrow, so now he might try to – that might – Get him some luck to get in that eighth spot, man. But no, I think I think this I think the playoff pitch is still like this, man. Like I said, I think Utah and Minnesota might switch. Utah might go to seven and Minnesota might go six seed. Um, but I think New Orleans will hang on to that eighth spot. Yeah, I'm 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 just kind of really interested to see if if the Nuggets or the Clippers really have a chance to get in. Um I like the teams that are in now. I, I would love to see Anthony Davis in and and I prefer to see the teams that are in the top eight seeds over the Nuggets and the Clippers. I'm looking at the Clippers schedule, and they have San Antonio, Utah, Denver, New Orleans, and they finish with the Lakers. I don't think the Clippers are going to make it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think the Clippers are going to make it. That's tough. So I think that leaves probably the Pelicans with the best shot of – I mean, the uh, – the Nuggets with the best shot of getting in, and they play Minnesota twice. And their schedule, remaining schedule, is uh, Indiana. That's going to be tough. Minnesota, the Clippers, Portland, and Minnesota. Dang. Uh, what, what you think? What you think, uh, FIFO? You think the Nuggets or Clippers got a shot of sneaking in the playoffs? Uh, um, Where are they again, the Nuggets and the Clippers? Um, ninth and tenth. So and they're like only like a half game out, right? Or a yeah. full game. Yeah, yeah. It's like half game or a full game. It's like they're like right there. They're right there. Yeah, I know. Like, cause from like the fourth through the tenth is all separated like like less than two games. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to believe in the Nuggets, man. But I I I still think that they're a player or a couple moves away. From 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 actually being something because their big guy, uh, what, what what that's Nurkic, right? He, no, yeah, Jokic, Jokic. I always get those two guys confused, but um, he's the real deal. He's definitely the real deal. Uh, I like the pieces that they have, but they just have a whole bunch of role players in him. And their big man, I don't think is the best on the championship team. I think he's the second or third. Um, so they still need a guy, but I think that they have a lot of pieces that they can move to try to get a guy. And I think that, that they need to make that move. But I don't I, I, I don't think that they have enough to finish out the season strong. Uh, the Clippers, 
man, if they make the playoffs, it, it's hard to get rid of Doc, but obviously it's a changing of the guard there. So, you know, it is what it is. But the Clips are going to fight strong. They have experience, but I just I don't see them. I think that all of the teams above them currently just have stronger rosters. And I think at the end of the day, especially down the stretch, those rosters with experience, obviously the Minnesota babies, Cat and Wiggins don't have that level of experience, but everybody else does. Jeff T, Jimmy Butler, Todd Gibson, pretty much everybody else that's there. So I don't see them eclipsing those guys. Um, or even Utah. I think Utah with, with with the dynamic rookie Donovan Mitchell. You know, you got a, a defensive player of the year candidate always with Rudy Gobert as long as he's healthy. Um, you know, they, they, I just think they have more talent right now than uh, than those two other squads. So I, I just I don't see them making a push right now. You know, but hey, look. When, when you got Lou Williams balling out of his mind all year like he has been, if he's like, look, we're going to make the playoffs and he wants to average 50 over the last week, think things may change. But outside of something like that, I, I don't I don't I don't see them moving. Man, I think Lou Williams having the, the, the best time of his life <laughs> in, sure in L.A. Is. right now. You know, that man loves to shoot. Um, but, yeah, I man, they they play four of the last five games are against teams in the playoffs or fighting for a playoff spot. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. And and prior to that, like I said, they're on a two-game losing streak, and that was against uh, playoff teams, Portland and, and Indiana. So I don't I don't think they're going to get in. Um, Denver maybe, uh, but their their schedule isn't any better because they play every all of their opponents are playoff teams. They play Minnesota twice. They play the Clippers, and they play Portland, and they get Indiana. So, um, but look, they managed to. Sc- uh, squeeze out a win uh, against OKC, and they managed to beat Milwaukee. So they're keeping their chances alive, but um, but it's going to be tough. And I think you know teams like that sometimes you think they uh, back in, or which could happen if OKC, Utah, and Minnesota, or really, in all honesty, the Pelicans—they're the ones I'm worried about. If the Pelicans can't seem to find a win. Maybe the other two teams back in, but they got to handle their business. So I, I'm, I'm with you, B. I think it'll stay as it is, and I would prefer it to stay this way because I, I just like the players there, and I think we'll get some really, really interesting matchups with, uh, you know, with the Timberwolves and the Warriors, and Jimmy Butler is on his way back. So uh, we'll see how they go. Um, I want to go back to the question that I had earlier, and that was just when we were talking about Kobe and. Um, and Arika, and just how people don't really talk about Kobe the way that when I think about it, they should have. Is Kobe being disrespected? Why are we not talking about Kobe, man? Uh, B, why we don't look at Kobe as, like, we know Kobe is is goat-like, right? But we never bring up Kobe. Like, it's always the young cats. But people, when they're talking about it in the media, Kobe never comes up. What's up with that? Um, I don't know. That's a good question, man. I don't, I don't know why Kobe name. I mean, besides some Kobe fans, but like, I don't know why. Just in general, Kobe name is not brought up when you know many people look at him as the second coming of Jordan. I don't know. Is it because he, he if he patent his game right after Jordan and people kind of look down on that, or I don't know. I don't know why because it's like. Kobe I'm is a killer. 
No, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Look, look, look. what? This what's so funny? That's, that's why I went to beef first. I mean, I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know why people don't mention Kobe's name. Is a, is let a, me break it down. On. Kobe was not the most dominant basketball player of his era. He had other people on his level. I'm not gonna say that they were that Ooh. much greater than Kobe. But he had players that were on his level during his era. When we look at MJ, we say nobody was on that. Nobody was smelling the air MJ was smelling. That's the same way that we put LeBron. Nobody's smelling the air that LeBron is smelling. But other people during Kobe's era were smelling the same air Kobe was. I need names. KG. Okay, KG was on the same level. Tim Duncan was on the same level. Shaq was on the same level. Um... Um. Damn. Okay. Let me. Let me. Who else was? Who else was balling at that time? So KD um, is not on the same level as LeBron. Nah. Le- Le- LeBron. 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 KD's closer to LeBron now, but that's just because of attrition of LeBron. LeBron in, in his prime, KD wasn't at the same level because KD hasn't been able to do what LeBron has done by himself. KD's never been that guy. Valid. You know, huh. and that's what I'm saying. Like LeBron is so far leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else during his era that Kobe didn't have that same separation of guys. He was. What still- about? Let me let me ask you this, people. What about from after the year after the year we beat we beat the Lakers? The, so 2004, when Shaq went to Miami, when Shaq mm-hmm. was kind of like on his way down, mm-hmm. like from like 2004 to like nine. Would you say? Because that was like Black Mama Kobe. That's the eighty-one. That was during that tear. Yeah. And Kobe hit eighty-one. Like so, in that moment, you could probably make an argument. No one was smelling because this was young LeBron at the time. Like LeBron yeah, wasn't because he came in prime LeBron yet. So yeah, yeah, I feel you. But here, but here's the thing. I feel by 05, Bron was the best player in the NBA. By 05? so at the at the so his no. going in second. Yeah. Second year, he was the best player in the NBA. No. And I, and, and, and here, but here's the thing. I'm not saying that he was leaps and bounds ahead of Kobe or anybody else. I'm just putting him in the number one slot. It was time mm-hmm. after that where he continued to separate himself. But I say, I say by the time, what, 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 what year was that when he lost to Orlando? Man, Kobe put up 35-5 and yeah, 4 man, Kobe, that year. Uh, I, I say from like 04 to like 09. That, that those was Kobe, like wasn't nobody fucking with Kobe. Like I think Kobe was leaps and bounds just those years. Whatever the, the year that LeBron lost to Orlando, from that on after that, I would say I would give you LeBron. But but yeah, man, from like oh four to oh nine, wasn't nobody fucking with Kobe, dog. <laughs> like, Kobe. I think Kobe had a run, Ralph. I think he yeah, had Kobe a, he had, had a run. Yeah. It was his. Kobe league. had a run, dog. That that oh four and like mind you, this is me coming from a strictly. I, you know me, people. I'm not a Kobe stand or a LeBron stand. Like, I'm Pistons all day. I'm and just I, I don't like just, Kobe either. I'm just going from the eye test. Like, from 04 to, like, 09, uh, to me, Kobe was unfuckwittable at, at just those years. Okay, LeBron, so, look, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to just bring facts, right? I'm not going to bring any conjecture right now. Strictly facts. LeBron's rookie year, 20.9 points a game. So, basically, 21. Oh no, I'm not going off numbers. I'm None not going of, off strictly eye tests. Oh, just, well, yeah. I, I feel you, and all I said, I was, I was just going to bring facts, and, and and I'm just bringing facts to prove my point. 
That's all. I, that's all I'm saying. His second year in the league, right? And I said oh five. I didn't. I didn't say oh four or five. I said second year in the league. Technically, his third year in the league. I, I felt that he was the best player. He went from twenty one a game to twenty seven a game to thirty one a game. That oh five oh six year, LeBron was the best player in basketball. Nah, he wasn't what? the best. He he, because LeBron still didn't have moves yet. Like, but he, but it he was don't still matter. putting up thirty one six and seven. That's I didn't I'm know saying. he was doing that at in, in 05, 06. That was that, uh, but you know what, B? But you know what, B? I'm with you. I think that was the year that he put Kobe Bryant on notice. Not on notice. He took over the league. No, he didn't take no. over the league. No. <laughs> so that was still Black Mamba Kobe right there, man. Like that. No, that that's when Black Mamba was born. The year when when Black Mamba was born, wasn't nobody fucking with Kobe. Like, wasn't nobody fucking with him. Kobe was eating everybody up, even LeBron. Whenever he played LeBron. Kobe was eating them up. He was eating them up. Well, I think up. Kobe. I think LeBron has a winning record against Kobe in the regular yes, season. Yes, he does. LeBron yeah. has a winning record against everybody. I mean, I'm just talking about whenever, whenever Kobe and LeBron guard each other. Like Kobe always got the best of them. Well, but I, Melo but would get the best of, the of of them too. And putting up numbers while doing it, and Bron has done that. Mm. Bron did that since day uh-huh. one I, against I got, all the superstars. Them years when Black Mom was born, man, I, I, uh, Kobe was Kobe was the man. As much as I hate to admit it, Kobe was the Kobe was the man. Them years, man. That that year that he he lost to Orlando. After that, that it was LeBron. It was it was all LeBron. But no, nah, nah, Kobe was Kobe was the man. Kobe was still feared. Like he was still like he was like he was still like that Tiger Woods on Sunday afternoon when you playing in the in the majors. Like it's like oh shit, here come here come. Here come this dude, like, because LeBron wasn't came, putting fears in dudes like that at that at that time of his career. Because that came said, after oh, the rape, rape, rape allegations, right? The rape scandal. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh four to like oh nine, man. Kobe, that was that was Kobe's years right there. I think where he was considered the best player in the Let's league. See, I'm, I gotta go to bat, basketball. Not to oh nine, man. He didn't have a five year run because look, if 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 LeBron, okay. Forget forget LeBron being the number one on the list by 0405. LeBron was top three. So that means that to me, in that run, LeBron surpassed Kobe. Kobe was not a better basketball player for, for five years over LeBron James. Because LeBron won MVP was. in those years, B. But Kobe was Kobe was getting rings though. I feel you, but but LeBron was still the best basketball player in basketball. I don't he won MVPs. <laughs> I still think it was Kobe's league. It was Kobe's league. It was still Kobe's league, man. Kobe's league. That was that was his five year run. I don't want to ask a Kobe stand because of course a Kobe stand gonna be like, oh yeah, he. I want to ask somebody else who's like, like is Q Q not a Kobe stand? Is he? Nah, he's a Kobe fan. He is. Yeah. I don't. I want to. I want to ask somebody who's objective. Because I think you're standing just a smidgen, just a little bit, because I know you're more of a LeBron fan. But I don't no, know. I feel you. I got a little bit of a bias. Yeah, I mean, no, FIFA, FIFA, no. Your, your argument is valid. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, oh, hell no, hell no. But I just think that 04 to 09 was Kobe's league. That was, it was just Kobe's league. Like, so 07, yeah. that was the year that LeBron went to the finals to play the Spurs, right? Yeah. What year did he lose to Dwight Howard? Was that 08, 09? That was, I think that was 2010. 
Yeah, it was like because that was the year him and Kobe was supposed to play each other in the yep. finals, man. I was mad that year. I was kind of mad that year. I, I was I mad think, at LeBron that I, year because I was like, because I wanted to see that. I wanted to see that NBA final matchup. Like that was going to end the arguments of like who was better, like LeBron, because yeah. like they were supposed to meet up in the finals that year. That's I think that, be I was, right. I, <laughs> I think be right. I think LeBron was on the rise, and I think that was yeah. the great debate, and we needed that finals. We to needed settle. that. <laughs> and we it need never that happened. So bad. And then we when LeBron that. left, I think right around 2009 was his last year. 2009, yeah, 2010, it was LeBron's lead. Like at it, that point, it was no question that it was LeBron's lead. You know what I'm saying? Kobe was like like second. He was kind of going, starting to go towards the end of his prime, whatever. He was starting to head down a little bit. But 04 to 09. Yeah, LeBron like went Mamba, to Miami. Like Mama Kobe later. was unfuckwithable. He, he, he wasn't, wasn't, nobody, wasn't nobody touching him. Look, here, here, here's the thing. If we're talking about scoring points, I give you that. But, but I, I, when we're talking about the best or somebody's league, it's not just about scoring points. It's not the about the points, though. The league, yes, on, though. right. Go but, ahead. The, but the face of the league has been LeBron James since Kobe was in his prime. The face of the league, the MVP of the league was LeBron James. LeBron was the superior. Kobe was. Uh, come on, man. He, man, every time, every time Kobe defended LeBron, he locked him up. Like it was just I, every time when when they when they both face to face, and it was time to put the game on the line. Kobe was doing work. He was he was putting in work on LeBron. He was making LeBron look silly. It's, it's, it's not even that. I, I still think and there's some it, video evidence of that too. So it's just like, like. But but dude. but what 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 FIFO talking about is like beyond. Like that, right? The matchup, the one beyond the matchups, beyond the stats, just like who's the icon of the NBA? And I, I, I think that like right around that 2008, 2009, that's when LeBron was like pushing Kobe out. And yeah, and, which is what, what year did I say? Uh, Ken? you said 2009, 04. so I think no, I said 04 yeah. to 09, yeah, yeah. I, and, and I agree with you, I, I still think like coming off that. From 04 to right around maybe 08, 09. Like when, when LeBron started to take over was when he went to the to the finals uh, that year in 2007. Like they were already pushing him. He was already the man. And they realized they could make a lot of money off of him. But Kobe, I, I think it was still at that time, it was still Kobe's league. And LeBron was on his way. And LeBron was like right there. LeBron was KD. And Kobe was LeBron. The way it is right now. Come on, hmm. FIFO. I, I want to get some. Yeah, I want to get like some more oh. pants on this. Okay, like, so I want to get some cool. more basketball so, so, heads. So, so let's look at some more numbers, though. Let's look, let's look at some more numbers, right? You I know thought we were looking guy. at numbers. I'm not no, looking. I, at I'm numbers. looking at numbers. I'm just going strictly eye test, man. That's cool. That's cool. But let's look at numbers. Do you want to know Kobe Bryant's best field goal percentage year? Sure. Forty six. Point nine percent from the field. Let, let, let's look at LeBron. Let's look at LeBron. That's a Kobe shot a lot, though. LeBron, LeBron shot a lot, too. LeBron was averaging 30 points damn near three years back to back. LeBron's best year, 56%. And do you know how many times LeBron has been over 46.9%? No. 14 years. 
14 years above 46% field goal percentage. And that was Kobe's best. I'm not going. I don't care. I'm going by okay, that's cool. balling. I test the FIFO. You should I'm know this, man. You know we. Too. You know I, how we is bringing the numbers. Like I it's the eye test. It's the dude you on the court fighting with. I Kobe. Kobe was the man. Kobe was the man. I, Kobe. Kobe was putting fear in the in, in guys. People were scared of Kobe. Like the same way people were scared of Jordan in his like people were scared of Kobe, man. Like. I didn't and, hear that fear in LeBron into into his Miami years when people was like, "Yeah, scared. people are just yeah." Now people are scared of. You heard what Sarik said. Sarik said we could play anybody can come here except right. LeBron. Except LeBron. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of what kind of say that? Is that? <laughs> how do you say that? You say, like, "Well, we want to play everybody except him." What kind of crap is that? LeBron has that fear now in the East, and of course, of course, the overpowered Golden State Warriors. Obviously, they don't. They're not afraid of him because yeah, shit. Go to state had to go call Kevin Durant to beat LeBron. But, yeah, he put the fear of God into them too. That first year they played. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, man. yeah. But I, I, I'm with uh, FIFO. Just for a couple of years, it was Kobe's league, man. It was Kobe's league, man. <laughs> he was just I, I being challenged you, by I LeBron. Give you, I give you like a couple. A couple means two, maybe three. It's two and a possible. I give you that. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, it wasn't no, no five year run. I give you two and a possible. That's the reason why Kobe got one MVP. I give you that. But that's that's it. I think maybe oh, in 08, which is right around uh, maybe I'm, a year I'm, earlier I'm, than I'm B. Stick, B. I'm sticking with oh, I'm sticking with 04 to 09. That was it. After that, it was Browns League. That's cool. You 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 can have that opinion. We could see, you know what? This is why we need the video. Because yep. I wish people could see my face right now. Because, man, man, yeah, we'll, we'll, man. We'll bring this up because, you know, I got to have you know who part of this conversation. You already know. I mean, having Rod would balance it out because Rod is a Kobe and LeBron is, is – I mean, FIFO is LeBron. So I want to get somebody who's, like, equal – who's, like, on either side like me and Ken. Like, I want some – I want that opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And someone know that knows basketball. Could that? Who could we? I don't know. We have to. I have to figure that out. Who we can have on? Um, yeah, but hey, hey, May first. We're right now. We still on target. I'm not gonna tell y'all what that means though. That that are listening. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll we'll continue this conversation because I gotta I gotta do some more research, get my facts. But yeah, I think I think B I think B has the has a good window I can work off of, and I'll, I'll just go from there. Um, See what else we got. Let's jump back to to boxing real quick. Uh, I'll just throw this to UB because um, you're the you're the you're the, you're the Max Kellerman, the the black the black Kellerman of the, of, the, of the show. So I'm, I'm uh, the black Max Kellerman and the black Jay Millers, huh? <laughs> and people follow follow boxing. Too, yeah, but, people uh, follow boxing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So Anthony Joshua, Joshua. and Deontay Wilder fight in uh 2008. Um, eighteen. Yeah. So you 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 think they're gonna fight? Uh, the way man, the way I'm hearing from, uh, of course, you know this is all people talk from their camps. But the way Anthony Joshua camp is talking, they like Deontay Water don't want no smoke. He don't want that smoke. Like they trying to he trying to act like he want that smoke, but his people saying he don't because you know all the other previous fighters, you know, whenever they. Want to fight Anthony Joshua? They sign on the dotted line quick. 
And, you know, Deontay Water took care of his business. And you see Anthony Joshua took care of his business in his previous fight this past Saturday. And they say still nothing is signed from Deontay Water yet. I think it's probably because maybe Deontay Water probably wants to fight here in the States. And Anthony Joshua kind of want to stay there in Britain because they have bigger venues. They make more money, blase, blase, you know, whatever. But um, that could be that could be the issue. But I would like to see it. I would like to see a November Sometime in like November, uh, them two go at it because um, now Anthony Joshua has three of the belts and Dante Water, Dante Water only has one, so that'd definitely be for unification of the whole entire heavyweight division. The IB, IBO, WBO, WBA, like all that, all those belts would be on the line, which that'd be dope to see two undefeated fighters fighting for all of the belts like that. Man, like that would be so dope to see. That would be a great. That would be a good look for boxing. Opposed to the, the to the uh, Canelo and Triple G being bad for boxing, I think that would be a great look because you know decades ago heavyweight was like the that was like the end all be all of boxing. Like yeah, we we got some great middleweight fights and some welterweight fights in the eighties and nineties, but heavyweight was the was the was the division that carried boxing for a lot of decades. So it, I think a fight of this magnitude, I think, would be dope to see. If not. You know, I will hope that we would get that sometime in early 2019 if it doesn't happen this year. But um, I want to see it. I want to see it. I, I definitely this, this fight right now in boxing. The two fights I want to see the most right now is that I would like to see in the near future is Dante Wilder against Anthony Joshua and Terrence Crawford against Errol Spence, Errol Spence Jr. I would love to see the those are two fights. Where I'm like, I'm just like. At the edge of my seat, if I if that happens, I'm buying those fights right right off rip. If if those both of those fights happen, so hopefully so, man. But you know, Anthony Joshua, he 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 looked he looked real poison this fight, opposed to with Dante Wilder, kind of like Dante Wilder, like he was uh losing a little bit of steam. And I don't know if that was from the power of Ortiz, because Ortiz is a lot more power than Parker than Parker opposed in that fight. So I I want to see it happen. What you think, FIFO? You want to see that fight happen? You know, B. This is why you the the, the black Kellerman uh, for, for 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 the show because I don't I don't know these guys like that. Like I, I don't always know every single boxer. So I oh I really, don't don't let me start naming some guys who I think y'all should be on the lookout for. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I already know. Like I, like like you, I follow boxing, but I, but I I don't follow it like I do basketball or football. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I just be watching, and then when I catch a name, you know, I remember that guy, and I kind of follow him here and there, but. I don't, I don't, I don't know the boxing world the same way you do. So you haven't even seen Anthony Joshua fight or nothing or Don, Deontay Wilder? Nah. Oh man, look up some clips. Just, just type up, go on YouTube and this guy. They got some of their full fights on YouTube now. Nah, yeah, look up like Deontay Wilder's last like five fights and Anthony Joshua's like last four or five fights. Oh yeah, man, trust me, this is a matchup you want to see. Like I said, both of those guys, both of these guys are undefeated. They like, I think one is 39 and 0 with 38 knockouts. <laughs> Another one is like 27 and 0 with like 25 knockouts. Like, I think this past fight, this was the first fight that Anthony Joshua didn't have a knockout. He went to full full 12 rounds. But yeah, man, these guys, they knockout ratio was amazing. The fact that they undefeated is amazing. No, I mean, no draws or nothing. Just straight up wins and, and zeros. Like, Somebody oh will have to go if these two uh, fight. So I, I want to see it. Be great for heavyweight. Mm, brother, there you have it, folks. Uh, Black Kellerman. <laughs> <laughs> Black 
Kellerman. Y'all stupid. <laughs> um, uh, start thinking, because I want to rank the rookies. You know, I think we did this earlier. Uh, you guys want to do top five or ten? We do five. Do NBA five. Rookies. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start, so start thinking of your five. Uh, we'll close out the show with that. Um, Tiger Woods, man. I told y'all Tiger Woods back. I told you Tiger Woods was coming back. Um, B, what do you think? You think he has a shot at winning the Masters this year? I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to win. And I'm not saying I'm rooting against him, Ken, because you know how I've been harsh on Tiger Woods. I, I still mm, think – You ain't I still, I still think – and I hate it. I wanted him to catch uh, Jack Nichols' uh, majors record, but I just don't he think is. he's going to catch him. Yes. Will he win another major before he hangs it up? You know, retire. You know, which it, that probably might be ten years from now. Or whatever you can play golf until you, until you up in age. I can see Tiger winning possibly two more majors before he finally hangs it up. But I just don't think he's going to win this major, this upcoming major that's coming up. Um, I, I think he. I will give you this, Ken. I think he'll finish. I think he'll finish like top five, top six. He he get close, he get close, he get up there, which would be a good confidence booster for him if he, if he can if he can be competing for a chance to get a green jacket, but just come up short. I, I, you know, I think that'd be a good confidence booster for him. But I don't think I, I give him I give him like a thirty percent chance of winning it. I give him about thirty percent. That's it. I don't think he'll win it, but like you, I think if he finishes strong and he's close, I, I think. Tiger will definitely use that to boost his confidence. I mean, that's that's really, you know, what I think he's lacking. And what I, you know, I know he's been hurt, and you know he had a spinal fusion, which is crazy, like to have a back surgery and here you are uh, competing uh, for for a Masters. Like, who does that? Um, but apparently, Tiger does. So, so for me, man, I think for him, uh, his thing has always been confidence, man. Like when the world is looking at you in a negative light. The way they did when news broke of what happened with him and his infidelity and and then, you know, they had him pictures of him, DUI and all kind of other stuff, you know, that that's hard on a brother and, and he went down in the worst way. So for him it's all about being able to compete for to to win and um coming close, I think that would I mean, the golfers are already scared. Like they're they're nervous. Because they don't want to see Tiger coming back. Like some of the things that they're saying uh, is crazy. Some are offended that Tiger is is a favorite, <laughs> but that goes to show the impact that Tiger has. So, so yeah. So I, I I think I really want to see what happens with this to see. How yeah, this is gonna be interesting. I'm I'm gonna definitely watch on Saturday and Sunday. I normally I don't really watch them the first two rounds. That's that's just for the guys to make the cut. But I'm gonna definitely check out some of them. Some of them. Uh, some of those, uh, you know, that some of the nines or the back nines on the, on that Saturday and Sunday, man. That, that's especially if Tiger's in the running. If he's like, you know, three, four strokes ahead, behind from the leader, going into you know Saturday and the Sunday, you know, Sunday, that's gonna get pretty interesting. But um, it should be interesting. I mean, if he don't get it, can you know, it's still three more majors left of the year. Yeah. So, then yeah. get a major. So you know, it's just it's just the first one. Well, I'm black, so I ain't, I ain't watching unless Tiger in it uh, for, to win it. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's funny now because now that I golf, it's like not I, I watch it. For, <laughs> I watch golf almost for like a different reason now because I try to pick up pointers. <laughs> you know, it's crazy when I when uh, I had to when I covered 
golf um, when, you know, back in the 90s, late 90s. Yeah, I, I had to watch it a lot more then uh, just to kind of understand a little more. And, you know, it just I kind of got into it, but, yeah, I fell off big time. Um, yeah. But I feel you. I'm, I'm going to start uh, – Hitting the T's or whatever y'all call it. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Hitting the T's. Yeah. Hit it in the right. T. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the MLB season kicked off. Um, you know, we, we did our fantasy baseball draft. Uh, so we're, we're, we're here now. Um, I'm excited for, for this year. I'm curious to see, mainly because I'm not a Yankees fan, but them signing Stanton with them already having Judge and Stanton right. already knocking a home run out the park, like 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 in game one. Like, I'm really, really excited to see what happened. I think we got a crop of young talent coming in, in baseball. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, here in Atlanta. They should be calling him up later this month, and he's supposed to be dynamic. Um, you got Willie Calhoun, who's supposed to be great. Uh, they should be calling him up in Texas uh, later. So I think we're starting to see some – some more brothers in, in baseball and I'm excited to see what they do. Um, so yeah, so for baseball, man, like it, it's kicked off. We're going to definitely try to cover more baseball. I'm still, you know, it's always hard to find storylines in baseball, uh, the way they occur in football and basketball. But yeah, man, like I'm really curious to see what, what, what the Yankees do this year. Meaning, you know, I mean, they got to the world series and, and lost. Can Houston repeat? With the Dodgers finally, you know, geared over the hump. So, yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. So, what what about what about you guys? You, um, you know what I you know what I'm noticing, man, with some of these announcers now, <clears throat> or like just baseball period. It's like now they be so worried about these pitchers getting like forty pitches or fifty pitches in the game. It's like, dude, that's still you only you forty. You about four innings in when you still at maybe your pitch count is like at forty five to fifty. Dude, man, it's pitches to be pitching up to like ninety, almost a hundred pitches before you start to worry about them. I feel like these announcers are getting soft on these pitchers, man. Or they I don't are. know if it's yeah. Or I don't know if this is like the 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 so called post steroid era, and they you know back then maybe a lot of pitchers was juicing up back then or something. I don't know, but I feel like these announcers are so soft on these pitchers now, man. I'd be like, dude, this is freaking top of the third. He got forty pitches. Big deal. So what? He's gonna tough. He can tough this out and like, you know, and fight it out. Like, can you imagine like someone being concerned of Randy Randy uh, Johnson pitch count at sixty and he's in right. the sixth inning? It's like, dude, that's nothing for Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson, no frail self, gonna pitch his way out that and still give you. Oh, he's about to fight. He's about to face Barry Bonds for the third time. So freaking what? Guess what he did? He made Barry Bonds pop up the other two times. So, like these these announcers now, man, they they get soft on these damn pitchers. I don't like it. <laughs> like I hate that. <laughs> like let these pitchers pitch. Let them pitch until these hitters start cracking. You know, hitting, getting more hits and getting doubles and, and singles and stuff on them. Then you worry if you get down to the seventh seventh inning stretch or the eighth inning. Then you can kind of worry about the pitch count if they hitting the one twenty one twenty five pitch count, which is a lot. Now that's a lot. But damn, don't be freaking out when these pitchers get to 45 pitch count. Jesus Christ, these announcers, they getting soft on these pitches, man. I don't like it. But, yeah, you're right, though, Ken. I've noticed that this season that I'm seeing a lot more brothers. Um, that, that's pretty good. I think, I, think, I think that's great. I think that's great we're getting a lot of more uh, 
get some more African-American uh, representation in football because that was big in the 90s. You know, the yeah. 90s, you know, that's why even coming up Detroit, it was a black black kids like myself. I mean, you know, interested in playing. We It made us interested in playing baseball. Like, I played baseball. Like, I, I, I played baseball a lot, you know what I'm saying, growing up. So um, kind of a sport I wish I kind of stuck stuck with, you know, going into my uh, high school and college years. But, um, yeah, man, like, I, I noticed that. We starting to see more you know, young black males in there, man. Hopefully that can kind of inspire some, you know, black kids. You know, I would love to see like a, we. Ha- it would be dope for us to have like another Ken Griffey Jr. type star. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? To kind of really encourage some of these young black kids to kind of, you know, try baseball, man. Baseball is fun, man. It's fun as heck to play. I know it, I know it's a torture to watch on TV for folks that maybe try to give baseball a chance, but um, going to a live game is pretty fun and, and just playing it. Like if you're playing it, Man, baseball is hella fun, man. Like it's so much fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always excited to see what 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 baseball brings. It's just a long season. I just always wish it was a shorter season. I think it would make up for some more, much more intense baseball. But you know, 160 some games, a lot of freaking games. But that's why they make they. That's why they got the longest money and the most guaranteed money. So, um, and you know, I'm always want to see what my Tigers going to do, man. I hate they're not playing the Braves this year. I always look and see. If my Tigers playing the Braves here, but not this year. So hopefully next year. But yeah, man, I'm you know I I look forward to catching baseball whenever I catch it. Of course, I'm in these last three or four years, I've been in it a lot more because playing fantasy baseball with you, Ken, and meet you and everybody. So you know, of course, I'm, my ears a little glue a lot more now that I'm in the fantasy sports of it. But yeah, it's just a good way to keep my keep keep it going i'm thinking about joining like a little softball summer league this year or something man like i i, I like playing baseball I, I miss playing it oh that would be fun i think i'll be down yeah. to do that yeah. yeah they they got like a lot of they got like a lot of little co-ed softball leagues man that i'm like man that'd be cool to play in like you know d- dust off my glove man I, I still got my glove here and everything it'd be good to dust that off and and, and play some softball man but yeah to your point about Pitching, um, yeah, pitchers rarely go over 200 innings now. If they do, that's that's great. But, yeah, Randy Johnson had a season where he pitched 271 innings, and that was in right. 1999. And he would average. And it was like no way that dude yeah. was doing steroids because he was, he was about 115 pounds. Six away. foot ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, menacing. Um, but, yeah, it's, and, and I misspoke the, the Astros and – the Yankees um, uh, did not play in the World Series. That's that was the the championship game, but um, it was the Dodgers and and the Astros in the World Series. So um, that's that. Um, last bit of news: This broke before we went on. Brandon Cooks was traded to the Rams. They didn't get Odell Beckham Jr. Um, do you like that trade for the Rams, FIFO? I know you were you were um, big, you're big on the Rams offseason moves. What do you think about this one? Uh, I like this, and I don't think this stops them from getting Odell Beckham. I think you can still trade, um, you know, two first round or whatever the Giants want and still get them. Obviously, eventually you're going to have to pay all these people or you're going to have to just make decisions. But at the end of the day, you know, for a one, two, three-year window, you want as much talent as possible. And I, I still think that they could make a, a, a Odell Beckham move. And if you talk, you talking about you put Trayvon Austin, uh, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Odell Beckham, oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! I I I I don't I don't know how you defend that. I with with uh, uh what's the name back there? Uh, uh Oh my oh my goodness! I I just I don't know what you do with that. Um, but even if they don't get them, 
Obviously, they needed uh, an over-the-top guy, somebody that could get behind the defense, especially with Jared Goff showing he has some arm talent and obviously the progressions he's made. Um, I, I like it. I definitely like it. Again, it's not Odell, but um, if this is where the offensive weapons stop, I'm good with that. They definitely have upgraded. Um, but I, I, I say be aggressive. Still go get Odell. Why not? Odell, you can sign Odell to, to a major contract and he get hurt again. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, also, too, Brandon you Cook. forgot two people. They got Robert Woods at receiver and Cooper Cup at receiver. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I would still go get him. That's it's not a bad thing. It's not, a, I'd rather, be, I'd rather have too much talent than not enough. Yep. Yeah. Just, just, just like the gun, listen to the podcast. Is the mic still on? <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, I think I remember what we was talking about on there too. That's that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's a good move. Uh, golf has more weapons, so we'll, we'll see. I, I think for me, what what I found interesting about it is that the Patriots have definitely have the widest receiving core in the league now because they got Hogan, Edelman, and Gronk. Like Jesus, <laughs> they, they done got rid of the brother, man. Man, oh man, I tell you, Damn. um, yeah, it's crazy. Hey, all y'all brothers out there, uh, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But y'all, <laughs> and don't be letting the white boys, not, not them, don't let them cook you. <laughs> don't let them cook you. Jordan Nelson, that's different. Ed McCaffrey, that was a little bit different. Them boys, them boys. Travis play. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, different. You know? Yeah, Gronk is different. Edelman and, and, and Hogan, Hogan got speed, but come on. Anyway, uh. I love my my white brothers, the the non racist one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, all right. So let let's close this show out, man. Um, next next week, we'll get into some MVP talk, six man, uh, some of the awards. Uh, so we'll do that next week because um, the season should, for all intents and purposes, be over. So we'll know what's what. But um, before that happens. Um, because more than likely we'll do rookie of the year. I just want to look back on this rookie class. And now that we, we pretty much have a full season, uh, just kind of go back and, and rank the top five. I think this was a year where we've seen a lot of rookies play, um, more than we've seen in the past that I can recall. Um, and I think we have a lot of names that we'll definitely see a lot more of as, as they develop and carve out roles in the future. But there were definitely, some big time players that play big time minutes on, on some teams. And, uh, so we want to go ahead and give our top five rookies, uh, right now in the NBA. Um, B, you got your list. Yep. All right. Of course, you want me to start from five to one or just do one, one to five? Like, uh, let's, let's, let's do suspense. Go from five to one. This fool says suspense. Yeah. Let's, let's... <laughs> Let's keep <laughs> All right. Um, at number five, I have Jason Tatum. Jason he's Tatum. He's lower than than he was last time, isn't he? Uh, I forgot what I ranked him. We ranked yeah, him before. Me too. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I got Jason Tatum at five. You know, um, him coming in. You know, of course, Gordon Haywood was supposed to feel it be that was going to be his role for this season, and him getting injured the very first game, and Jason Tatum stepping in and, and playing playing big minutes, playing big roles, and and not afraid. Hey, got to give props to that. So he got to I got to put him just off based off that. 
you know, you sticking a guy that was, that was pretty much going to back up Gordon Haywood, and you're like, look, nope, you you about to we gonna get these keys to you for that position. So there you go. And I think he handled himself well throughout this season, man. So um, Jason Tatum man, at number five. At number four, I have um, oh man, <laughs> I think people are gonna be shocked that I'm not gonna have this rookie in here though. But at number four, I got uh, Kyle Kuzma. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I I like I like the fact the way him and um even when even when Brandon Ingram was out, I think uh Kyle Kuzma came in and, and filled in those shoes well, and he played well with uh, Brandon Ingram as well, and and Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, he played well with Lonzo Ball when they was whenever they was out there balling. Um, I got him at my number four. At number three, I, I've always been high on this guy. Uh, he's he's been a ball. I like this dude, Dennis Smith Jr. from Dallas Mavericks. At number three. Dude got crazy. He got great footwork. He got good offensive arsenals. Um, athletic. If he can just if he can just get the jump shot a little bit better, I think he's gonna definitely be a threat because he's already fast. Dude, I think I guess his only downside is that he's an undersized guard. But other than that, I mean, hell, Kimba Walker do it. He do it just fine. So um, Dennis Smith Jr. at three, at number two, got uh, uh, Dave Dave uh, Davion Mitchell at number two, of course, um, and of course number one, uh, Ben Simmons. I mean, it's. It's uh, ben you too? Because I, mean, I already ben know. Simmons. Ben Simmons, Simmons, man. I mean, you know, one. at one little point, maybe for like a week, just one week in the NBA, Ken, I was like, okay, Davion Mitchell going to be rookie of the year. But, Donovan. Donovan. No, huh? Donovan Mitchell. Donovan. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. I, at one week, one week in the NBA, I was like, okay, this dude is playing lights out. Like, this dude is the rookie of the year. But Ben Simmons, dog. Ben, ben Simmons. <laughs> Is 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 for him to lose at this point. I think he's I think he's already pretty much going to be crowned the rookie of the year. It's just for him to lose it, which I don't think he will. Now we got like less than a week left in the NBA season. So yeah, that's my five, man. I got a uh, Ben, Donovan, Dennis Smith Jr., um, Kyle Kuzma, and Jason Tatum. You falling for the Ben Simmons propaganda? Okay. And right. propaganda, man. Dude is a baller. <laughs> it's an agenda, Dude is almost man. averaging a triple double. So is Lonzo. Man, he suck. Yeah. That was people surprised I didn't put him in there. I know a lot of people are going to be – I know people that's listening probably going to be surprised I didn't put Lonzo in there. But I like Kyle, man. I, I think Kyle had, had – he had that spark under him, man. And then especially what, what you and FIFO told me about, about him when y'all went to L.A. game and watched. And y'all were just saying, like, dude, that dude, Lonzo just – like the crowd, the, the fans even see it. Like he plays like he don't care. They love Kyle, man. If Lonzo had what Kyle got in him, oh my God. <laughs> and now that would be scary. Uh, we've seen I, it in stretches, though. Yeah. We've seen yeah. it in stretches for Lonzo. Uh, we've oh, seen there. it maybe in one stretch or maybe two. I don't think he's he had, had that many games. Uh, hey, look, let's not maybe forget 10. his third game. He was he got a triple double, became the youngest player to ever do that. So look, man, the man got game yep. now. Nah, that, that, that count for something. That count for something. Yeah. Count for something. Triple doubles come a dime a dozen now. Oh ah. my god, get out of here! <laughs> ah my god! Just because the players are more skillful, don't hold that against them. Ken, thank you for proving my point. <laughs> man, what's your five? Well, actually, I went ten. You know, I, I'm 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 the uh, talent guru over here, so I had to go ten. Um, number 10, I got Jared Allen from uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Number 9, I got Josh Jackson. And, and on these lower ones, I won't talk about them, but I'll just name them. Number 8, I got Laurie Marketing. He's been balling. Yeah, he he, I like he him. should be a little bit higher on the list, but he's he's been 
a little bit inconsistent. Number seven, I got Lonzo Ball. Um, number six, I got De'Arian Fox, and he's been hitting some game winners. He, yes, he he's, he's been doing some things. Um, number five, Dennis Smith Jr., man, um, like B said, you know, he, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, the franchise. If y'all, y'all youngest that don't know who I'm talking about, that's Stevie Francis. Steve Francis. Steve Francis, man. That, he got a lot of Steve Francis in him. Um, and and I, I definitely think the jumper will get there. They, 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 they all get better with the jumper. You know what I'm saying? And, and he has the good foundation. So definitely um, and he's averaging almost 20 points a game. I think he's at like 18 a game. So he's getting buckets. He's only going to get better. Um, number four, I got Kyle Kuzma. That dude, I think he was the steal of the draft. Uh, he he showed that he's NBA ready. Now, I don't think his ceiling is superstar, but I definitely think he can be an all-star a couple years and maybe a perennial all-star. We'll see um, how much more he adds to his game, uh, how much more consistent he becomes. Uh, but he's, he's definitely the steal of the draft. Number three, I got Jason Tatum. Um, look, coming, coming out of Duke, I didn't know if, if he had that level of dog in him. And he's proven to everybody. Um, obviously, he's gotten his opportunity with Gordon Hayward injury, um, and, and he and he stepped up. Obviously, you know, up and down as a rookie. But I think just in terms of his body, and he, he could he could arguably be the second best player out of this draft. I think Jason Tatum has that much potential. Um, number two, I got Donovan Mitchell. Uh, see him play in real life, man. Um, Donovan is serious and I think that the thing I took away when I watched him play against the Hawks was his poise um you know often I think it's a it's it's a quality trait of ball handlers that you can't speed him up it it always seems he knew what he wanted to do and when he wanted to do it and you couldn't get him off of that and that's big um and and I like that uh and and obviously he has confidence man like like he he kind of it's like Nobody knew, but he knew that he could be that he should be the rookie of the year. And he played like that all year, man. Uh, he put everybody on notice. But I just hope he's not going to be a Tyreek Evans. So we'll see. Uh, and Ben Simmons, you know, shit. I, I, I've been talking about Ben for how many years now? I've been saying he's the next Bron. Uh, and we're seeing it. I, I think he has, what, 11, 12 triple doubles as a rookie, most as a rookie. Uh, I, I think his, what he's averaging has only been done by Oscar Robertson and Magic Johnson as rookies. Um, he's in rarefied air. And I, the sky's the limit for him because look at what he's doing without a consistent jumper. You know, same thing we said about Bron. Oh, my God, look at what Bron's doing. He can't even shoot yet. And look at what Bron's doing now. He can shoot. So imagine, you know, five to eight years from now when Ben Simmons becomes a, a knockdown shooter from some range. That's that's I don't I don't know how you guard that. I I, I really don't. You know, I, I at the beginning of the season maybe I was a, a bit early saying that he was the best passer in basketball. He's definitely <laughs> not that. So I'll eat my words there. I'll definitely eat my words. But he's amongst the best passers in basketball, and that's for damn sure. Um, I think sky's the limit, man. I think I think the league is honestly gonna be him and Embiid, um, and I and I think Philly is lucky to have the the next faces of the fr- uh, of the league. Um, both of those guys are charismatic in their own ways. Both of those guys have gained beyond their years, and if if healthy, these guys can they they can be a dynasty. They are the beginning of a dynasty. That's how you build a dynasty. You got to draft them. You can't buy them. I keep I keep trying to tell y'all, man. Keep trying to tell y'all GMs the game. Y'all don't want to listen. Go ahead and listen to the Dead End Sports uh, podcast because that boy Fifa will be putting y'all on to something. But yeah, man, Ben Simmons number one. 
right. Uh, yeah, you've been pu- pushing that um, that Ben Simmons uh, propaganda, that agenda on this show for, for some years now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you, you know, the brothers proved you to be right. So can't, can't, uh, can't knock you for that. Um, you know what? I, I added an extra five because I think this, this class is definitely uh, talented enough, and I think we definitely have a new wave of future NBA stars um, and superstars and for NBA fans just good-ass basketball players uh, to come out of this class. And um, who knows, man? We may look back on this class like we did in you know the 2003 draft or – you know, the one that had Jordan in it, uh, the, the 84, 84. yeah, 84, 84 draft. And 90, 90, yeah, 96. Like, this may be on that level. Um, so, uh, I like Jared Allen a lot, but I went with Bam Adebayo. Um, I, just looking at what he's done over the season, like, I think he's shown enough raw talent uh at the five position to be able to get rebounds, block shots, those big hustle points. Um, I like him a little bit more than, than Jared Allen. I like Jared Allen's size, but I like Bam um, just for what he's able to do. I think he's a little bit of a throwback to me when, when, I, when I think about him. And he got to the point where, I, like, I, I think they they feel like they don't need Whiteside, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. Um, and Whiteside has made that known uh he's been complaining a lot uh about his minutes so i got bam uh i'm with you guys on kyle kuzma not gonna add too much more to that um i like Lar markannon uh if i said that right under the radar man under the radar he's just been balling in chicago marketing yeah marketing and nobody's really been talking about him but once he got in that starting role he never let it go now he's been hurt lately but but, yeah, he's going to be a good player. Um, Atlanta got a good one in John Collins. He's been hurt, but um, they finally unleashed him. And uh, raw talent, but I think he's definitely going to be a, a good player in years to come. Man, De'Arian Fox, man. Like, man, like if, if, if Lonzo has some of that in him, we'll be looking at a different guy. But, yeah, De'Arian Fox, man, shows no fear. And, um he 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 definitely will will definitely evolve. That organization is just crap, man, and um, they just haven't done right by any of those players there. So, but um, yeah, but he shows promise. He shows promise. Josh Jackson. Nobody said Josh Jackson. I, I, I'm surprised, and he started off rough, but lately now that he's got he was you on did? my list. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, Josh Josh Jackson is actually. Um, when I had my five, I was starting with him. I have him in the fifth spot um, because he finally looks like he's figured it out, um, and, and he's showing his NBA talent. Uh, and um, and of course, he's in a bad situation in in, in Phoenix too. So uh, four is Jason Tatum. Um, I don't need to elaborate more. Uh, Dennis Smith. I like Dennis Smith, man. Uh, definitely a baller. The Knicks are going to regret that. All right, so now. The top two spots. And y'all know, man, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is that dude. I, I'll admit, he, he definitely finished strong, uh, you know, moving down the stretch, showing he can lead the team, showing what we didn't get a chance to see uh, that Donovan Mitchell showed all year when he became the man. But, um, 
But I, I, I got him first. I put Donovan second. I just, I had to give it up, y'all. About <laughs> damn time. I had to give it up, man. <laughs> I, ben Simmons, he's gotten, his season has gotten better and he's finished stronger than Donovan Mitchell has. Donovan Mitchell is still playing well and he has moments. But it seems like to me Ben Simmons is gaining momentum and we're I, I'm starting to really see him blossom. And I didn't really quite see that early. Like you saw the talent, you saw the numbers, that was undeniable. But the confidence is up. His arrogance is up a little bit. Like he's dunking on people, he's yelling at folks. Like he seems like he's a new, a different type of player now, and um, so man, yeah, I, I I like the brother, man. I do like Ben Simmons. I don't I don't like to hate on the brother. I do like him, but earlier this year it was it was Donovan it was Donovan Mitchell's to lose, and I think he lost it. I hate to say it, and I I think that Ben Simmons deserves it, and I think it would be it would be a crime if the brother didn't win Rookie of the Year. I concede. So, so that's it. Appreciate that, that, it, Ken. I can. <laughs> I can see, man. Yeah, that 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 was tough, man. That was tough. Um, but but yeah, I can't knock the brother. Uh, ben does a lot more. I think there's a five point difference between the two. Donovan is just a pure scorer, but Ben's just all over the place. So, anyway. <clears throat> Um, all right, man, that's going to do it for us, man. We're going to get out of here and, um, and you guys, uh, tweet us, leave a comment, let us know what are your top 10 rookies or top five. If you want to do top five in the NBA, uh, for, for this year. And, um, and that's it. We'll, we'll catch you guys next week. We out. Peace. Peace.